who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Some of you may think a podcast about representation, it's not for me. But if you're a human being, then the podcast Reppin is for you because we all represent something as people. So are you interested in knowing what you have in common with your favorite actors to best-selling authors and leaders in different genres? On Reppin, you'll meet notable people you think you know. You'll see what they show up for and you'll see what they represent. It's an insightful, feel-good show hosted by me, Evelyn. So come and take a listen. Reppin is available wherever you get your podcasts. Listen. Hello and welcome to NVC, IGN's Nintendo podcast. I'm your host, Casey DeFritis, and this week we will be talking a lot about Smash. Some things not coming to fruition, like the Nintendo theme park and a lot of other things. And I am joined today by a special guest, OJ, also known as Player Essence. He is a Nintendo brand ambassador and content creator and huge Smash fan, and we are so excited to have you on. I am ridiculously excited to be here. And I've talked about this before, but IGN, I go back with IGN to Nintendo64.com. You know oh what I'm saying? God. Matt Castamacina, those guys, you know, Boson. Like, yes, this has dog. been something since yes. I was a teenager. You guys, honestly, and I'm just saying this for, like, for real, you guys made me love covering video games. Like, oh, IGN man. back in the day and Game Informer, you guys were my inspiration to wanting to even do this before I even knew that I could do it. Because we didn't have that stuff back then in terms of for everybody else. So, it is an honor and a pleasure to be here, honestly. Thank you so it's, much. It's Brian, awesome to have you here. Of course. On, you know. Dude, you're, you're, you're one of my favorite YouTubers out there, for sure. One of my favorite content creators, period. Because you like you legit know your Nintendo stuff, um, and I don't I don't think you uh, you pull punches is another thing I really like about you because I think there's a lot of people that are just like they're like I love everything everything's great and I'm like well let's talk um, <laughs> no but no for real like it's the exact same thing for me like I just you know reading IGN since way back in the day is you know is is why I'm doing this today so that 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 means the world to to have you here. Yeah, I loved you guys' content. Always watch the podcast. Um, this is literally like a bucket list thing for me. So thank you guys so much for having me on. Honestly, like my 13-year-old self, when I was really freaked out, would be like, oh my gosh, this is in my future. This is great. So I've always been a big fan. <laughs> That's so cool. You know? It's always it's always cool to hear like uh, old school IGN fan, like oh, get yeah. an opportunity to come hang out with us and stuff. That's really awesome, man. No, it absolutely is. And to continue, I'm also joined today by Brian and Zach. If you didn't recognize their voices. so Hey, listen. Yeah, there we go. So I wanted to start off this week's conversation, the week of July 2nd, with some min-minute impressions and kind of like a patch eight top-level summary for Smash players. 
And I'm very excited to have OJ here because he's an expert and he's yes. great at Smash. So- <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm okay. I can get I get bodied by the top players, but I'm I'm okay. I used to play a lot locally uh, in tournaments and stuff, you know, here in my region. Um, but yeah, you want a little summary? So here's what basically went down. This is biggest patch ever for changes and buffs for characters. It is the biggest ballast patch or ballast pa- patch that we have seen so far. Um, obviously, Min Min is in there. She's a very unique character. But in terms of for characters like the buffs, so many characters. Mario, Jigglypuff, Ice Climber, Sheik, Dr. Mario, Kirby, Falcon, uh, Captain Falcon, and uh, Falco, Marth, Mewtwo, Meta Knight, Dark Pit and Pit, Zero Suit Samus, DDD, Olimar, Villager. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> it, it keeps going. That's all we buffs. We trainer. That's all buffs. Yeah, all buffs. Rosalina, Corrin, Bayonetta, Ridley, King K. Rule, Isabel, Incineroar, Piranha Plant, Sonic, <laughs> Hero, Terry, Banjo, Ike, and Diddy Kong all got buffs ranging from eh to major. So, yeah. wow. Huge and they keep. They keep disrespecting my boy Young Link. No buffs. <laughs> <laughs> Young Link is already really good. No, I know he's already yeah. really good. <laughs> I, was trying to, I was trying to find some YouTube videos that had like some good summaries out there, and they were all like thirty minutes long. And I was like, are there really thirty minutes worth of things to discuss from this patch? And I went and like looked at it, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, yeah. a, a lot of adjustments. Many characters, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of adjustments. Um, in terms of nerfs, there wasn't really many nerfs. So a couple slight Diddy Kong got a banana. There was like an infinite that you can do with Diddy Kong. You can no longer cheese people with the infinite, so that got adjusted. That's good. A couple other things with some of the other characters: Pac Man, um, Duck Hunt, Little Mac, Ivasaur, Mega Man. Nothing worth noting, to be honest, for most people. So overall, huge patch. A lot of adjustments can definitely shake up the game for people once once tournaments come back on, or when you do online tournaments, or just playing in general. Mm-hmm. The so I imagine you're. Go I was going to say, I, I imagine there's going to be just a, a lot of pros really digging into this for a while, fine-tuning their play styles now, because that, that doesn't sound like a couple of things here and there. That sounds like everybody, like the whole boat got rocked a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, it's definitely some changes. I think the biggest thing, because a lot of these characters aren't like, they don't win tournaments, right? A lot of mm. these characters don't win mm. tournaments. And the only thing that I can see from this that really kind of shakes things up quite a bit would potentially be Ike with some of the stuff that he can do because his up B is now kind of somewhat busted um, and can kill very early and you can combo into it. And also Marth. Marth was a character that, you know, you have to hit at the tipper range, right, to get that extra damage. And it just never felt right. It never felt like melee Marth. Didn't even feel like brawl Marth at times. So it always just felt off. Um, and they adjusted the ranges of that tipper. So that can also be something that kind of gets maybe a little bit more play. But we have to wait and see. We have to, These pros aren't playing also, um, locally. so No, yeah. And <laughs> I, I also um, – I watched a video with Zero. Um, it spoke about a match that he did with MKLeo who is really – who knows a lot about Marth and Lucina. And he said after playing Marth with Patch, he actually couldn't tell much of a difference, if at all. But mm-hmm. again, I don't think they were playing locally. And I think – that they could uh, discover some things after playing with more, but just first impressions, he didn't feel a lot of change with that character. Mm-hmm. But it's... I hear Corin and Two, for example, might be as well as Ike, as you mentioned, worth checking out. Yes, uh, Mewtwo, Corin uh, for sure, absolutely Corin, because they changed his little dagger thing that he has, his side B. They changed that, and they also 
Yeah, they they also buffed his up air, which was already really strong, and now it even it's even better than it was before. So yeah, those are things that uh, once the tournament play starts back in. But Korong wasn't as good as he was in Smash Four to begin with, no. so they kind of got him back up. Uh, Ike is a character that was kind of strong at first with MK Leo, but then kind of dropped off once MK Leo stopped stopped using him. So maybe MK Leo goes back to using him. But you're right about what he said about Mar. That's why I said I wasn't. 100% sure. They did adjust some things and it might be a bit better, but it's like you could just use Lucina. That's yeah, just the biggest yeah. Just use Lucina instead, you know? It's weird because uh, you read these patch notes and it looks like there's so much change, but Nintendo doesn't specifically say how much they have actually changed those things, so you're, you never really know until you do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They'll just say yeah. like adjust the damage up, like yeah. higher damage. You know, you have to actually say, well, how much damage was it from yeah. before to now? But, but by the way, they used to never give us any patch notes <laughs> right. to, right. for anything. You didn't even know what got adjusted. So people were sitting there spending all night trying to see what happened. So it's interesting. So, OJ, it's obviously like too early to tell, but do you think that once things get started again, this gives an opportunity for some characters that you never see at the top of tournaments to maybe get a chance to get there? Or do you think it's still going to be the the usual suspects? I think it's mainly going to be the usual suspects because of how top dominant Smash Brothers is. Very rarely do you see people win a major. We're talking about major here, not locals. So major, it's going to be one of like four or five people, right? And they have their characters that they use and they're really good. And Joker is still Joker at the end of the day. MKLeo is still MKLeo, and Joker is still Joker. And Arsene is just ridiculously good. You know, Pokemon Trainer is ridiculously good. So if Tweak is playing with Pokemon Trainer, Wario is still really good. So you're going to see the characters that usually bop people. They're going to keep mm-hmm. on bopping people. I mean, there might be a little bit of an adjustment. Um, I know um, Cosmos, he's a great player. Um, he used Smash 4. He used Corrin. He uses Inkling now, um, but he might be able to do something. So we might see Corrin kind of get back into it, but with Cosmos, really, particularly just him. But there's a number of good Joker players, but MKYO is obviously the top guy. But it's uh, really going to be more of the character. How about but- the Piranha Plant? you think the Piranha Plant has a chance to start? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> no, unfortunately, Piranha Plant, no. But you never know. You never, you know what? You never Tweak know. is pretty good with Piranha Plant, you know? So maybe Tweak... He gets bored at times. So maybe he gets super <laughs> bored, which this is by what he said. He gets super bored. So maybe he picks up Piranha Plant and maybe he does something with he, it. He might come out of quarantine just like a pro Piranha Plant player. That could be great. <laughs> I would not put it past him. This guy has won majors with multiple Pokemon trainer, with Wario, with lots of different – with Wolf. He's He can use pretty much any. He's he's very talented. So, I mean, it's very possible that he might be able to just pick up some – pick up. actually, he did pick up Piranha Plant like day one. was like – I'm like, how are you <laughs> – it's the first day and he's just destroying everybody. I'm like, you're too good, man. <laughs> I saw I saw a lot of people doing that with Min Min, which was surprising to me as well. But yeah, before yeah. we start I mean, talking- I think that happens with I think that happens with every new character, right? Mm-hmm. Like when Byleth came out and I was still playing a lot, a lot of Smash, like everybody was playing as Byleth. Like every match online was Byleth. Like people were just coming out of the woodworks just to kind of get a feel for those new characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Byleth seemed incredibly strong, but um those are basically Super strong. Yeah. yeah our patch eight summary. So let's talk about our impressions of Min Min. OJ, I'm, I'm going to default to you because I know that you've, you've checked her out. And I also want to know Zach and Brian, like what have you guys, what do you guys think mm-hmm. of Min Min? Min Min is the weirdest DLC character so far. <laughs> Absolutely weird. And I used her and I got her to my little elite smash that I need to get her so I can really get a feel for Labder, um, Labder out. But she has so many unique properties um, and she's heavier than you would think when it, I think she's over a hundred. I think she's like 104 when it comes to her weight. So she survives longer than you would expect. Um, and she has very weird properties with her arms because you control 
one arm with the A button and the other arm with the B button, and then you can swap out different arms like the Megawatt and the Dragon and the Ram Ram. You can swap them out and they all have different properties. So easily one of the most unique characters ever added to Smash and the controls for her. She doesn't have normal like a a normal back air or a nair forward air and all that. It's like it's just based on the ram rams and you press different buttons. I've never used a character like her, which is good. I, I, I like that that they're adding different things and new things. How much do I like her in general? I'm not so sure. <laughs> this is just so weird. But you want to keep playing as her because you're like, they've never done this before. Like these controls right. are just absolutely crazy and what she can do and her offstage game, like gimping people from getting back if you really want to, you know, you know, be be mean. You know, I don't do that to my friends normally when I play, but if I'm playing against people that I know that are really good, you definitely want to get people off stage. She can do crazy stuff off stage and her recovery is really good too. So overall, like she's very interesting. I don't know how much I like her yet compared to the I mean, I kinda have an idea, but man, I was just blown away by how they actually implemented her and I think it kind of feels like plain arms, but it doesn't. I don't know, it's yeah, smash, but you're using those different arms to fight. So I do love her design. Her design is absolutely amazing. How they implement it into Smash is, is crazy. The only soccer I can do that. I don't know any other fighting game developer there. Yeah, I, I think I think it's. The... No, I was gonna say, was you, gonna... go for it, Zach. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Whenever uh, you want to talk, Zach, you can about... go right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna ask about the different control schemes, right? Because like I feel like Smash does a really great job of of sort of recreating how characters control in other fighting games you know you can do that quarter circle forward with ryu and ken in smash and it'll still throw that hadouken um it sounds like min min has a similar sort of approach where her control scheme is closer to arms like as a seasoned smash uh dude do you feel like you want more characters that have like unique control schemes or do you prefer like a more traditional fighter approach um i want them to do what they're doing like it's really yeah. cool like if you've played street fighter and then you hop into smash brothers you yeah. put in those quarter circle inputs you it's actually stronger so they give you benefits for your skill um same thing with terry like if you want to put in like the native inputs or if you want to do uh, something else so i absolutely love that like even how they implemented like arsene with joker was pretty yeah, cool totally. kind of like you know with the Re- Re- rebellion's guard and all of that so they do a fantastic job because usually we're just used to like you know like marvel versus capcom or something it's like not really, I mean, you have like Phoenix Rider, you have people that come from all these different mm-hmm. stuff, and you're like, that's nothing like their series, but hey, it's cool, right? They're all stuff, right? But Smash just somehow finds a way to implement it in a certain way that just feels like the native game, but is Smash, like Smashified. So that, Which, I, if they can keep yeah. you doing that, that's great. I think that's so interesting, too, because actually, Zach, I was like gonna ask, basically going to ask the same thing as you, so I'm, I'm glad you said it better than I could have. Um, but that, what's interesting about Smash is I think that, like, uh, it, like it's a it's a bad Super Mario game. Like, it doesn't it's, that doesn't feel like Super Mario when you when you jump in Smash is Super Mario. That's but then, at Agent Bizzle on Twitter, if you want to get out. <laughs> hit me up. Um, <laughs> get in line. The, uh, <laughs> But the like the thing is like I think that like when it comes to fighting game characters they they fit so much better in that world than uh, even traditional Nintendo platforming characters don't really feel the same as they do there. So that's like really interesting to think about what other fighting game characters they could bring in and still retain that style while still making a Super Mario that doesn't feel like Super Mario when it jumps. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. Right. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get there. Yeah. One of so, the overall yeah, I'm impression. looking for a patch. So overall impressions for Min Min is positive from what I'm hearing. I mean, I really like the way that, as you guys have all already said, and much better than I could, they do a great job of making unique characters still work within the Smash universe. And I'm so glad that they did that with Min Min. I really liked her intro movie. 
And now that we've kind of got a taste of Min Min, I want to compare her to the other DLC characters so we can choose some of our favorites and rank them from best to worst. And I'm not going to put out specific, I don't know, review qualifiers. This is going to be arbitrary. So because maybe you liked the intro um, trailer the most, or maybe you liked the music that came with it the most, or the stage was the best, or maybe you just like how they implemented the character and smartly used their mechanics from the previous game, like Min Min or Joker. Or maybe you just think it's the best character to play in competitive. So any of those factors can go into your evaluation of these characters. Who wants to go first with their least favorite? <laughs> my, my least favorite is Piranha Plant. <clears throat> uh, yeah, Piranha Plant is bad. Uh, I don't like the moves. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it's really easy to spam with Piranha Plant. I think it like, is. Uh, obviously, I'm not like a pro level Smash player or anything, but like I've come up against people that are just like, you know, not even mid level Smash players that are just like, oh, I can just do this one, you know, uh, spike, spiked ball, spit shot basically over and over and over again until I bring you out. And like that sucks a lot. But, so yeah, I, I think Piranha Plant is uh, my least favorite. Also, I don't like that he has feet. I think it's weird that he has feet. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. But yeah. how how do you I think the Piranha Plant, plant got into the Piranha Plant? You know, like into the pipes. Like <laughs> that's disgusting. You're gonna make some. You're gonna make somebody throw up thinking about that. I don't know, man. I think Piranha Plant has the cutest feet out of all of the Smash characters. There's probably <laughs> probably a terrible website dedicated to that. <laughs> yeah, you just started something. You just started something. Good. Just started something. I'm glad. Yeah. Go look at those, those plant feet. Peach's also feet known as pretty cute. <laughs> where is this going? Where what are we doing? <laughs> I, uh, it's going to this. I'll tell you where it's going. I also agree with Zach. Dude, Prada Plant sucks. Like I, I do not like. I do not like that character. I, first of all, it's, it's cool. I guess it's it's like whatever that he's. Sakurai always puts in a troll character. <laughs> and that is this game's troll. Like, you know, we've had it before. Duck Hunt Dog. Yep. Uh, Game & Watch. What the? Like, Rob. These oh, are all Game Watch. troll characters that there's yeah. no well, wisest character in here, but they, they've got to have at least one. Every single Smash game, there's at least one. So, or well, since the 64, there's been mm -hmm. one. So, yeah, the Prana Plant. That's the troll character, and I don't like it, but I'm glad that it's in there. How about that? Okay. <laughs> That's fair. I, I, do, I do like it when... Uh, People get really, really good with a troll character, though. Like, actually know what they're doing. Like, Josh Dew on our social team is, like, amazing with Game & Watch. And it makes me so mad every time I have to fight against him. Because he's like, okay, here he comes with Game yeah. & Watch. And he can actually play it. And, like, yeah, it sucks. Game & Watch is the best Game & Watch has ever been is in Ultimate. Game & Watch is yeah. really good in Ultimate. Really good. So, makes All right. sense. Well, all right, guys. So... We were talking about this before the show, but I, I play as Piranha Plant in groups. And when Piranha Plant first came out, I I wrecked in our, our friendly matches with Piranha Plant and made them extremely angry. And that's why I find it so fun to play with, because I can just jump off the ledge and shoot up the spiky ball and like, whoops, you hit it and now you're dead. And I yep. don't know. You're right. It's trolly and it's very silly. And I think that's so why weird. I like it. <laughs> but it also didn't come with all of the content that the other characters have. So I guess right. I will I will give it to you guys, the Piranha Plant is the worst DLC character. Go. Yeah, that's fair. Like there wasn't there wasn't like a Prana Plant stage, right? No, not really. Yeah. There wasn't I don't there wasn't a stage, there was an extra music. It was just like here's an extra Mario character. It's a plant in a pot. Have fun. With feet. <laughs> With feet. The best part. Uh, for me it was it was Byleth because I don't I don't care. What? <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> that's uh at that's, Agent Bismol on Twitter. Just got a little tight here. Yeah. No, 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 okay. okay. Get, 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 get Twitter's sweating a little bit more. 
Uh, yeah, it's a character I don't care about from a franchise I don't care about, and terrible feet. So you know, like honestly, Man, my my image yeah. of you is crumbling by the <laughs> Just stop, please, to save our friendship. I've been talking. I've been. <laughs> I've been talking. I've been talking to a lot of the pro players. They all agree. They said Fire Emblem is easily one of the worst Nintendo franchises, and Bios is one of the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. It's That's not. a bold faced lie. Bro. <laughs> you're going to have zero. Nyron, all these guys I'm, coming for you. And they like that. <laughs> I'm 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 the troll DLC character for this episode. <laughs> no, it's okay not to like Bios. Bios is kind of slow, so I I, I can feel you. See now, all the hate, the hate's coming out. Everybody's getting on my level. No, that's that's <laughs> all I'm gonna say. That's as far as I'll go. Okay, I'll say that Bioleth is slow. That's about as far as I'll go, and I'll stop. <laughs> I thought Bioleth was seemed extremely strong. Oh, he's strong. He's strong. Yeah, very strong. Very strong. Mm-hmm. And but I I can agree that the the reveal for Bioleth was kind of a little bit lackluster. I think it was terrible. Um, just be, well, it, just because it, yeah, it's that because was like Sothis like sending a note. Right? Wasn't that the whole deal? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, if you look at the, what are you gonna say? I, no, go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was gonna say if you just rank, if you rank the uh, reaction specifically of the people sitting in the Nintendo World Store in New York City, I, to me that is that is that is the that is the thermometer by which to uh, check the temper the temperature on on the excitement for any new DLC character. When you saw that room erupt for Banjo Kazooie versus the like eight dudes just being like. Ugh, all right for Byleth, you know i think that that speaks volumes i think that yeah. and i also think that 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 room, that room agrees with me about the fire Emblem franchise in general so i think right. it's a good well Byleth <laughs> also had a lot like going against them because it was the i think seventh fire emblem character to be added to the mm-hmm. game like mm-hmm. i think and- if if they had introduced that character after two Fire Emblem characters, it might have been a different story. But that late in the game, with that many fire, that much like Fire Emblem representation, mm-hmm. was like even as a Fire Emblem fan, you know, like a recent convert, but like nonetheless, I was like, eh, okay. There fine. is a lot of negativity towards Fire Emblem in Smash because not necessarily because uh-huh. the franchise, but just because how many characters there are in there and the status yeah. of Fire Emblem compared to other franchises that Nintendo right. has. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so become that, a that, meme at this point. So yeah, adding another like fire characters, character. Yeah, and I do feel like those characters like naturally lend themselves to a fighting game mm-hmm. just because of their character design. And like I think it's kind of a holdover from previous Smash games. But mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Like you don't need eight or whatever. There's so many. Especially well, another blue haired person with a sword. I know Bile his has other green. Green. <laughs> it says hair is green. It's, it's a and there's a male and there's a female version. It, it's it's green. It's it's green, isn't it? I thought it was after I think, after they awaken spoiler so yeah. but <laughs> that's well it's like so i i have like honestly i, I have no problem with the fire Emblem franchise i'm just i'm just pushing buttons here but yeah. uh m- my issue with this reveal was that every one of these characters that gets added is another character from another franchise entirely that isn't isn't there and eventually is we're going to hit a ceiling and this game's going to be done um i mean we thought it was done ages ago but sakura keeps being like i still have life <laughs> let's keep going um and so when i see a character like this it's not like oh man i'm so sick of fire Emblem. it's like oh this could have been x y and z from all these other classic games that haven't had representation yet in smash brothers mm-hmm. and so i that's that's all it is for me personally um i get it and that and i think you know the fire emblem franchise is just terrible just one of the worst. <laughs> no, I'm lying. It's a joke. 
I think <laughs> so on the total opposite end of the spectrum, do you think people were more hype about Joker or Banjo and Kazooie? And Kazooie? Uh, mm, that's a tough I mean, one. It's tough to say because jo- the Joker reveal happened during the Game Awards. And so yeah. it's really hard for me to because like I was in that Zach and I were sitting next to each other in that room next to Wait, Andrew Goldfarb, Goldfarb, who's one of the yeah. biggest persona fans I've ever met in my entire life. And it was like it's 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 I am I'm biased. It's impossible to disconnect that moment in my brain from that reveal versus the other ones. Um, so, that said, like the Banjo Kazooie thing was huge. Yeah, I mean, you were all in the war room at E3 for the Banjo Kazooie one. Yeah. So. I think that there's two schools of thought on both of those character reveals, right? Like Joker, people were stoked for because they didn't expect it. And it's Mm -hmm. like an awesome addition. Like nobody expected a persona character to show up and smash him when they did. They were like, Oh, this is so tight. I didn't know that I wanted this. Um, But Banjo and Kazooie are characters that people have been asking for in smash for forever. And we totally thought it was off the table because rare doesn't, you know, doesn't play nice with Nintendo anymore. And so it was well until this reveal, right? Like it was totally, I won't even say it as a surprise as much as it was like an anticipation thing of like, oh, is this going to be the reveal where they bring out Banjo Kazooie? And uh, I watched that reveal by myself. Uh, I wasn't in the war room and it bummed me out, but I was excited to see those characters come. Yeah, for me personally, the Joker reveal was crazy because it, it's Persona. There would been no Persona on the Switch, not even like the Scramble or anything else. We had Persona Q, the 3DS, but there'd been no Persona. And to see Joker in there, you know, from Persona 5, that was just nuts. So to me, that was that was the craziest type of thing that I've seen. Banjo was like, people have been asking for Banjo for, since Smash 4. So it's been, yeah. people have been asking. Mm-hmm. So when it happened, I was like, Long oh, time. well, it finally happened. Yeah, yeah. That but was people the, were hyped for it. But it was hype, though. It, it was cool because we got two characters that day. So it was cool. Yeah, yeah that is true. It, that, I think what I liked about that one is kind of like, you know, what we're alluding to is that, like, that felt... That felt like like if Smash Brothers is ultimately, uh, no pun intended, like a gigantic <laughs> celebration of video games. Um, that felt like that was like Microsoft and Nintendo joining, even right. just like the tiniest bit. And I think that's that's where to me I was like this this game is so big it is transcending like this, this juvenile console war thing that's been going on for centuries at this point. <laughs> and it, like it's it made us go like, oh, wait, so does this open the doors for PlayStation to maybe get something in there someday? And obviously that hasn't happened yet. Um, you know, you have like association with stuff like uh, it, a snake back in the day, but even that felt it felt like a GameCube, you know, Twin yeah. Snakes holdover. Twin Snakes thing, um, yeah. yeah. And so I, for me, that was just like, that was like, oh, this opens, this opens so many more doors. Um, that actually hasn't really happened yet, but uh, we'll see. Still, I mean, there's still a bunch of question marks, right? There's a lot more possibilities now, though. That's the thing, like that, and that's what makes Smash exciting for people. What are they going to add? You know, there's yeah, so there's many still more possibilities. What, yeah. five more characters. Um, five more, five more characters. That's <laughs> oh, man, no. I'm so stoked! I can't wait. <laughs> we'll hear more. So I think so. We are, man. We've been talking about Smash for a long time, you guys. So yeah. let's quickly finish this. So I think could we agree the Joker? is is the best dlc character my yeah he's the best he, a lot of people say he's the best character the best in the game. character period yeah, yeah and he's could be the best the reveal of him so yeah i'm, I'm gonna say joker joker would be okay. number one yeah. and also, then just like that dope persona 5 soundtrack coming in uh, i'm oh i always God. put on last surprise yeah. every single time yeah. it's like we gotta do this oh, one first and the stage is great too and mm-hmm. also like the the characters and the and like his victory screen fantastic mm-hmm. just oh my god it's, it's so good there's yeah. everything everything about it is is fantastic with with you know joker in there so we have um piranha plant on the bottom byleth second to last and now we have to rank hero banjo and terry 
So real quick. I've always, found, I've always found Hero to be like completely confusing. Like I haven't played <laughs> a lot with Hero, but like that is a character that is very hard for me to understand and feel mm-hmm. like I know what I'm doing. So I would say I would put Hero maybe above uh, Byleth, but below the other two. I've barely played with Terry, like maybe two matches with Terry. Yeah, same. I didn't really mess with Terry all that much. I got him to Elite Smash, and then I stopped playing him. Yeah. All right. So maybe maybe we should put Terry down below. I mean, I, to me, it's like a toss-up between those. I mean, yeah. those g- guys. I mean, they're all cool. I like Byleth. I'd probably say Joker, Hero, or sorry, Joker, Byleth, Hero, Terry, Banjo, Piranha Plant. I might be missing someone. And then Min Min was somewhere in there with yep. Byleth and and hero somewhere up there All right. too. Min Min's cool. that is our official mvc ranking as determined <laughs> by oj we're just gonna Published go with it, it. <laughs> published done but yeah let us know what your favorite dlc characters are down in the comments below i'd love to hear what you're saying and we'll get involved in the conversation down there so i do want to move on to some other smaller news but thank you guys so much for talking with me about smash i appreciate it so let's talk about how nintendo has finally apologized for joy-con drift I know that we have talked about this topic to death on NVC. So let's very quickly, OJ, have you experienced any Joy-Con drift? I, I have five switches. So there's a <laughs> lot of opportunity for Joy-Con drift. Um, and I had on my launch model one. I had okay. Joy-Con drift on there on the left one. I sent it into Nintendo. It took like a day. They sent it back and it's worked ever since. A day? Wow. Damn. Yeah. Do you day. live next door to them or what? Well, I live in, <laughs> I live in Central Valley, California. So right. I, I think it's not. You live in Central far. Valley? Yeah. Wh- yeah. Whereabouts? I'm from Stockton. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, Fr- Fresno, <laughs> Bakersfield, that area. Okay, cool. So yeah, right. I mean, I went to school at Fresno State. So, uh, so yeah. Nice. So it was very, it was very quick. It was very, very quick. Got, got, yeah. the, got it. Send it back, and that was that. Um, but so many people have had issues. I've had people talk about. There's been like eight Joy Cons that they've got that have had issues with it. Yeah. I haven't had as many issues, and I have a bunch of switches, and I use them because I have them in different rooms and stuff, and other people use them and stuff like that but like i don't know this is it sucks yeah. and yeah. hopefully they 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 do something maybe I, it looks like they can't fix it now though i, I know i've heard you guys conversations like if they could fix it there might have already been something but it seems like there's not anything to fix it yet like yeah, yeah right yeah, it's I, somehow Here's... i've managed to i've managed to miss out on joy con drift like knock on wood but none of my joy cons have experienced drift which is great um, and it's nice that they're apologizing for it, but like what they need to do is fix it from the factory, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's gotta mm-hmm. be something that they can do to ensure that this stops happening. Mm-hmm. So on that note, here's specifically what uh, Nintendo president Shintaro Furukawa said um, at the latest financial Q and a, he said regarding the joy con, we apologize for any trouble caused to our customers. We are continuing to aim to improve our products, but as the joy con is the subject of a class action lawsuit in the United States, and this is still a pending issue, we would like to refrain from responding about any specific actions. Hmm. So even if they were doing some something specific to address the issue, it sounds like they can't talk about it. Oh, weird. Yeah. yeah. Because of the class action. I mean, that makes lawsuit. sense. Right? No, like, I mean, the, the only way to really rectify this is a lot of red tape around the legality of what they can and can't say on what they knew about the issue prior to these mm-hmm. claims coming up and like what they're doing to rectify that issue. There's, I'm sure there's like a ton of just an army of lawyers behind it. Well, because I think like worst case scenario is that, you know, there's settlements that they pay out to everybody. And also they have to do like a, a, a global recall of every Joy-Con out there. That's a that's a lot <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of, yeah, I that's, mean, a, that's a lot remember, of money too. 
with the Wiimote, they sent free grips to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I remember yes. that. Yeah. I remember I don't know. Because Do you like, remember it with throw them Mario Party? Yeah. People they, kept yeah. throwing <laughs> them into, into TVs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which is really yeah. funny. I never did that. Because it came with a little arm. It came with a yeah, little with the thing. Yeah. So yeah. some people would just be like, oh, I don't care and play. Well, there was yeah. like you couldn't you couldn't like go to a like a Nintendo preview event or anything like that for the entire Wii era without the like the very kind uh, like demo people who were working there being like, oh, don't forget put to put on. your wrist strap yeah. on. And I, I'd always be like, yeah. hey, it's we're 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 friends here. I don't need to do this, right? And they're like, no, you have to do this. And I'd be like, I'm not going to throw. That's never happened to me. I'm not going to throw this through your TV. And they're just like, you have you have to like that's. <laughs> That's the Nintendo law here. And so like, I actually like, I, I cut, I, I physically cut the joy con strap things off of, like, I cut those things off on the, mm-hmm. on the, the, what do you call those things? The, the stupid the, sliders. That you, <laughs> oh, I don't know what to call them. What are those called? I know there's an official term is it for them, but the I don't know what it is. It's, is it the straps? I, I, I'm scared to even say what. <laughs> everyone, okay, look, everyone knows what we're talking about. We don't need to name it. We can be vague. It's fine. <laughs> It was just getting kind of weird. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Either way, I I cut, I, cut, I cut them off. I don't even want to deal with them. Um, but yeah, I've never really experienced Joy-Con drift either, except for uh, one Joy-Con that I modded myself. And mm-hmm. it's like, so well, I I walked right into that one. Yeah, it's my, it's, sure. it's my yeah. fault. So I can't even get mad about it. Wait, you caused drift on your own Joy-Con. Yeah, what, what yeah. You do? <laughs> uh, I I modded in uh like a a, a D pad. For mm-hmm. like a basically the SNES, like just like the, oh. Amazon sells those shell mods, and I think yeah. if I open it up and mess with it again, I will. But I've just been too lazy and just been using. I, I don't uh, know if that would cause Joy-Con drip, though. To be honest, oh interesting. Yeah, it prob- I don't know. It probably yeah. wouldn't. But we're just. I just like to blame you for things. But I'm mm. sorry. That's no <laughs> fine. Fair. It's completely fair. fair. That's. I'm. I'm very used to it around here. So it's. But <laughs> back. Back to the. You know, like not using the strap for the Wii Wiimote. You know, you never think mm-hmm. you'd be one of those people until it happens. Like I was at a bowling alley, nothing to do with the Wii, but I was using an actual bowling ball to, to bowl. And it's like, I'd never be the person to just arbitrarily throw a bowling ball where it's not meant to go, but I totally did. So what? Oh, yeah. you never know oh, what's yeah. going to happen. Well, I, I went. I thought that was just went, like something that happens when you bowl. Like, is that yeah. not a common occurrence? Like, no, that's I, why you stand back from people who yeah. are bowling. Because I was one of those people who was like, okay, I'm going to bowl. And I went back and then it flew off my hand <laughs> behind me. <clears throat> Luckily, I did not injure anyone except for the floor. But this is why you wear straps with the Wii because the Wii. And boat. straps with the bowling ball. Yes. As you will. Do you guys remember the. And the did, you guys, did you guys have a PSP? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Do you remember no. PSP? It, PSP came with that like sock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was like open on one side and i was wow. showing it to a friend and i was like oh you know and it, it even comes with this thing which protects it so like if it flies out and i like tilt my hand like that and my psp shot out and hit like an exposed pipe <laughs> and oh. just exploded and i put it back in the box and i brought it to games to GameStop, and i was like I think I have one of those like cracked screens, like the dead pixel. <laughs> <laughs> the lady opened right. it and she was like yeah, you definitely have at least a dead pixel. <laughs> like it looks like <laughs> like a spiders live inside this thing, and um, they returned it on the spot. And I don't. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. You showed them. Anybody I caused harm to in that scenario? Fraud, fraud, that's kind of fraudulent. Yeah, it's, it's been. Fraudulent, here's the thing, though. It's been it, it's been like 14 years, so I can. That's a crime. I can I can talk about. Every everyone. Yeah, if a crime happened a decade ago. Out. Yeah, if a crime happened a decade ago, you can admit it freely and get away with it. It's fine. Yeah, That's especially especially if it's in a GameStop. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> GameStop, and, particularly yeah. GameStop. And you get you get seven years in a Best Buy and five in a Walmart. So just write right. it down, put it in your wallet, and then do some do some crime. Yep. Don't do crime. Don't listen Don't to do crime. I'm just We'll talk about what Nintendo is doing about Joy-Con Drift when they are allowed to say so. But otherwise, let's move on to the next topic. So another disappointing piece of news due to COVID-19. I said we we're going to have this every week, and we mostly have. But a Nintendo theme park opening has been delayed indefinitely. As far as you, as we all know, Universal Studios Japan was going to have a Super Mario-themed area of the park, and it has been postponed due to the pandemic. These parks actually have opened to the public, but they are afraid that opening the new area of the park will incite so many more people to want to come that it would be dangerous. Yeah. So they're, they're going to wait. Makes sense to me. Yeah, makes sense to me as well. Yeah, it's 100%. I mean, obviously, you know, we, we all live in California, right? Mm-hmm. I think everybody here is in California. And yep. they reclosed the in Los Angeles areas. Now you got to close back up because it's there's a lot of issues. So it makes sense. Uh, they've got to delay this because there's going to be too many problems. Yeah, it's a it's it's such a bummer because it's like this is this is something. I mean, if you had shown us pictures of this when we were like five, we'd be freaking out. Like the fact yeah. that this is finally coming into fruition. I've been paying attention to all like the like the leaked, you know, sort of like aerial fo- photos and stuff like that. Like this, it's so close to being done. It's like it. And it looks insane. Like it mm-hmm. looks crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I so also, I, I just, yeah, I'm I, really interested to see what kind of merchandise they're selling there and like all that. Like I'm, I was I saying, this on the, food. yeah, well that's, that's, that's the thing too. Like, I don't, like, I don't know if you guys have been to like Tokyo Disney, uh, but like that, that theme park is weird as hell. Like it's completely Tokyo Disney sea is like, it's, it's nothing like Disney world or Disneyland. Like they have completely different theme stuff. Like there's, it's, like they have they have food items that they straight up don't have here like and it's just like fun it's fun as hell to just walk around and like get a bunch of stuff that's like completely different than what you have here dude i was completely right 2020 that was i got my portable computer you know what i'm <laughs> saying i had everything ready to go and then 2020 Aww. 2019 i traveled to i traveled to nigeria you know it was great mm-hmm. had a good mm-hmm. time there you know was like okay cool i got sweden i got you know japan on the list for this year and 2020 happened and it just nah, well, so I'm I, sorry. I was going to go i was going to go and all the but i'm gonna have to wait probably for a while yeah yeah next year Man. maybe hopefully and in some other news i just want to quickly go over this but nintendo has stopped european retailers from selling first party digital game codes and just to quickly summarize what that means we're talking about it before the show but basically you won't be able to go to like a GameStop or what the game GameStop equivalent in Europe and buy a digital card like gift card for a specific game you can still buy uh, eShop cards but you can't then you know make someone get a certain game with it that's it so I guess why I It just says, Nintendo's statement just says, after careful examination of the evolving European marketplace in recent years, Nintendo has decided to end the availability of download codes for its own published software via retailers, effective July 1st, 2020. Customers will still be able to purchase Nintendo eShop funds, Nintendo Switch Online memberships, and add-on content such as the Pokemon Sword and Shield expansion pass at retailers across Europe. Download codes for Nintendo Switch software from other publishers will also still be available. The answer to that is they want to retain 100% of the profits and they know that you're dipping yeah. into the eShop to make yeah. that purchase regardless. And mm-hmm. so rather than, I mean, like there's a lot of stuff that happens 
sort of hoops that happen to jump through that happens at like GameStop where you can, you know, like stack deals on top of deals and stuff like that. Um, that's I, I got my Xbox One X because they had some like insane trade in for the old oh, X, I remember that. Xbox. Yeah. And like, I, I felt like I robbed the place like different than when I went in with the PSP. But <laughs> I um, say, this is a recurring theme for you. This different. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I think that like what what kind of sucks about this is that uh, for this I think this impacts a lot of kids um, who don't have credit cards because uh, to make a purchase on the eShop, you basically either need a PayPal account, a credit card, uh, or you need to add funds from an eShop card that you'll have to buy in the physical place or buy digitally online. And um, I think Nintendo just said, you know, we want to make all 60 of those dollars for when somebody buys Smash Brothers or Luigi's Mansion or something like that. Rather than you know somebody trading in a bunch of stuff and then GameStop taking a cut because I'm not sure exactly how GameStop makes money off of selling cards like that. I imagine that those cards they make money off of them because they are like you bring in a bunch of stuff to buy and maybe in the store you buy a Funko Pop or something else. It's one of those things where you end up purchasing other stuff because you're actually in there. Um, mm-hmm. But this is this is obviously like this that is a significant part of GameStop's business model in 2020. Or whatever right. business for anybody brick and mortar is in 2020, and so this has to be hitting them too. Like this, I think mm-hmm. the bigger issue here is that that this is like one of the, the biggest global video game chain is basically taking another blow to the belt here. And and it, I know we keep saying GameStop, and I just know we we mean the equivalent of GameStop in in yeah, Europe. Game, yeah, game, game. Right. game. Yeah, it, yeah, it is just game. I thought it was, and I was like, that sounds wrong to call a store just straight up game, but. Yeah, I, that's I know, what it is. Like Sony did something similar. They removed yep. PS4 games. So it seems like it's it's a monetary type of thing. Like, you know, they want to get that full cut because I, I, I don't know if you guys have looked over like the uh, the sales reports and kind of what's going down with digital sales. But it's exploding. PSN oh, yeah. is even crazy. Like, Sony mm-hmm. makes so much money just yep. off of PSN and they, they just want more of it. That's pretty much what it comes down to. So I think, you know, Brian's right on when he said that, you know. What what irks me about that is that the we don't get clarity on uh, digital sales in the same way we do retail sales, and even retail yeah. sales are basically just like the top ten or twelve retailers through MPD. And so, like even stuff like uh, like I saw a lot of people being like, "Oh, The Last of Us sold four million units in a week, and then it had an eighty percent drop the next week." And people who didn't like that game were celebrating it, but like that that those numbers don't tell us anything about what is happening What's digitally. Digital and sales? in yeah. a year where you don't want to go to the store for anything. Those numbers are more important than ever. And we don't have a transparent pipeline to find out exactly what those numbers are, unless those companies decide to uh, give that information up themselves, which they only do if there's really good news. And so that kind of sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sony gave us the the 4 million, which included digital. But then mm-hmm. after that, we got like the, oh, the big drop and people were trying to do that. And I was just like, okay, well, we don't know how it's doing digital. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. From, from right. past that. So I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, but yeah, there was a drop, but, there's still the stay-at-home orders, you know, especially now. Like, with the, so to me, it's just like, whatever. I mean, but yeah, yeah, hopefully we get a, you know, we get. I mean, Nintendo's been a little bit like with Animal Crossing. They they did give us like digital numbers, but yeah. that was just with Animal Crossing. The game was doing extremely well. well. Yeah, you know, with exactly. other games they have it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, I think that it, I think it's really easy to to release those numbers, digital and physical, or both, or one or the other, when those numbers are really high. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a it's a really easy thing to put out celebratory numbers. It's a less it's a more difficult thing to do to be like, well, we put this game out and it only sold like yeah. 800,000 units yeah. in its first we week. And that's bad news. Like we didn't get know. like that strand. I'm mean, not going, I know right. <laughs> we didn't get death stranding. We didn't get days gone. We didn't right. get a lot. Like, you know, there's a lot of games. That sold, we didn't get out. 
Last of Us. Oh, here we go. Like, it's, which is great, yeah. by the way. I bought it. I was yeah. part of that four million. <laughs> you know yeah no i it's I, i've actually found like over the last decade the the reporting on that or the inconsistency to like pr- to be pretty frustrating frankly because it's like if you look at last generation uh playstation uh during the ps3 era was basically saying shipped they were constantly like oh right, we shipped right. this uh, we, we shipped, shipped this it's not the same thing yeah which is not the same thing as sold and then um the sort of like things kind of teetered in their favor a little bit and they kind of leveled the playing field in, in the sort of the numbers versus xbox 360 and they started saying sell-through rates and if you look at this generation microsoft hasn't given us anything anything right. nobody like straight up knows how many consoles microsoft has sold and like that's kind of a bummer because people are just you can only piece together hearsay and speculation and nintendo since they've been doing really well has been really upfront about what's what's selling and what isn't and in the meantime like the closest thing you can do is just look in in the eShop and look at the charts and be like okay this this gives me an idea of what is performing best digitally and so like when i saw the 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 spongebob reviews coming in and they weren't that great and then i opened up the eShop and it was like for like a week and a half straight it was the number two or three game on there i'm like well this is this is all telling a different story than just getting physical numbers once a month in our in our email you know mm-hmm. and i know yeah, we'll totally. talk more about uh sales numbers for eShop and stuff next week but i did want to move on to games out this week well there is there is something that we need to touch on really quickly before we yep. move on casey and that's that brian just told that story about uh trading in his xbox one x or trading in his Xbox for an Xbox One X and committing a crime. And unfortunately, that defies the 10-year law that we talked about earlier. So the cops are on their way to Brian's house. Actually, uh, there Sorry is a loophole that. there because that uh, that GameStop in San Francisco no longer exists. And so neither <laughs> oh. does the crime. You're off. You're <laughs> off the hook. There's no paper trail. The so there can't be any crime. Oh, You're done. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The, all, the, all, the, all the records were banished. They're gone. That's true. Now, if <laughs> or, a new... Reggie, if a might, new... Reggie might have them now. Maybe Reggie, Reggie. has them. <laughs> oh man for some reason reggie has brian's xbox yeah, receipts yes, yeah absolutely <laughs> reggie's got them dude you're in trouble Reginator's coming for coming he's for coming me. after all of you guys who committed fraud against gamestop Look, and i assume uh, that he's he's got he's everyone. retired he's got time to do it you know i'm, I'm not saying nothing I, I don't, I'm, <laughs> I'm good do you guys okay i don't want to i don't want to get arrested but if 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 the guy pulls up is is reggie fils i'm gonna be like my man all right yeah, yeah. yeah let's <laughs> Let's get in the squad car. This is great. <laughs> Let's talk about my crimes. <laughs> Let's talk about games out this week that you may or may not buy at a GameStop, but you probably won't because you'll probably buy it digital because no one wants to go outside, um, including. And thank you, Tom Marks, for providing me this list. I appreciate it. So real quick, two of them. Yes, Your Grace comes out on the 26th for 20 bucks. Technically came out. Yeah, I know it's, it's technically last week, but we didn't talk about it. And it's, it is a fun kingdom ruling game where you are a king holding court as you make decisions for your kingdom. It's extremely popular on Steam. Uh, thank you, Tom. And then also Biped out on the second for $15, which is a fun little co-op action adventure game about adorable robots and each stick controller's each stick controls one of the legs of your robot. And Ooh. so cute games. Thank you, Tom. Those are Tom recommendations. But I also wanted to um, ask OJ, and I know, Zach, I know you mentioned this game before as well. The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3 out on the 30th for $60. So it's out now. Um, it's the newest in a very well-loved turn-based RP- JRPG series. And there's nearly 900 universally positive reviews on Steam where it launched wow. in March. Um so I played the demo when it came out on the Switch a few months ago, and OJ, I know you did as well, and it prompted you to buy the collector's edition. And yeah, yeah. I'm under the impression that we had 
two different opinions about this game. So let me, I want to have you go first. <laughs> sure. No, no, no problem. Um, the game I can, and by the way, I can understand like where you, some people might not like this style of game. It is very, it's pretty complex. There is a lot of stuff in the game. There's a lot of different characters that you can use. There's a lot of different options that you can have. There's a lot of variety that you can do with your characters in this. And I was never a fan of the series really before. And I had just seen it, you know, just seeing people talk about it and, you know, people discuss the game Falcom and some of the situations that Falcom had with Switch early on and fans getting mad that their games weren't on there. So that's when I decided to kind of research them a little bit more. And after playing the demo, I was like, wow, this has a lot of variety within the combat. Now, I played the Japanese demo, so I didn't even know what was going on. It came to, I, I had no okay, so- idea what was going on, but I just played through it and I had a lot of fun. I thought it was really cool, which prompted me to as soon as they... You know, so that I can yeah. get it on Amazon. I picked it up and should be at my door at some point today or mm-hmm. whenever, you know, Wednesday. So here's um, the thing, OJ. I, I played it in English and I still didn't know what was going on. Because, <laughs> so I like more complicated RPG systems. I think it's cool. I like customizing. I like the strategy. I think the gameplay was really smart and interesting. But the demo drops you in, doesn't explain anything mm. at all. Literally nothing you can't even go into a manual to like read about the game systems in the demo it just kind of like throws you in and then doesn't tell you anything about it there's no tutorial it doesn't even introduce you to who the characters are so it made me think like oh like i need to play the second one to understand uh, what is happening really it's just more based a uh, story-wise that's mm-hmm. kind of the thing but yeah it, it is a continuation you know yeah. there is a uh in the for people that are interested in it and obviously the first and second game aren't on switch um, there is like a story catch-up thing in the game. So when you boot oh, it up, cool. you will be able to know what happened. Almost like if you played like Mass Effect 3 on the Wii U, how they had that little thing to where you could pick some decisions and kind of see what happened in the first one. Obviously, it'd be better if you actually played it, but those games are crazy long. Like, if, <laughs> if you want to get into this, like, you're really going to go play one and two. Like, I mean, most people don't have the type of time to do that. Um, but I understand. But I think maybe if they put like a full tutorial in there, it would have been like Xenoblade Chronicles, but You're even right. like times three. So I think mm-hmm. maybe right. that's what they were thinking by not putting that because there are so many systems and mechanics. You just be going through text over and over and over. You know, you're right. There's probably a, a better tutorial like spread out over more time in the actual game that they felt mm-hmm. like was too much to put into a demo. Mm-hmm. So, but the gameplay did see, did seem really cool. I just don't like, I don't like not knowing what I'm doing. So Absolutely. I guess this would be a game that I would go and watch some YouTube videos about before I really get into so I like, know how to strategize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Side note, everybody should, uh, if you're listening to the show, should uh, get a Japanese eShop account with a burner email totally. and download demos because they get a bunch of stuff there that uh, you don't really see. Uh, come, sometimes never really come to America at all, uh, if not you know months or years later. So yeah, it's it's obviously, it's a little it's a little cumbersome to go through some of the venues, but... Um, you'll figure it out. Yeah, Persona Five, uh, Persona Five, the Scramble game. That's all, you mm-hmm. can put oh yeah, on there. Yeah, it's great. So those are the games out this week, recommended by Tom and OJ. And I want to move on to games that we are actually currently playing this week. Uh, Zach, let's start with you. What are you playing this week? Um, okay, so I know a lot of you are probably looking for a Xenoblade update from me. Um, I haven't played Xenoblade in some weeks. Uh, I've fallen off really hard. Uh. I might go back to it. Um, I think that game is cool. It's just not... I, I The further that I got into it, I think the less and less engaged I got. And I think a lot of people, especially in the NVC group, uh, kind of assumed that the curve would go the opposite direction. Like, the deeper that I got into it, the more I would like it. 
Um, I think that battle system is amazing. Um, I think it's the the actual concept of the world is really cool. The story and the characters just aren't really doing it for me. So I'm I may come back to it and finish it because I think I could probably storm through the last like ten to fifteen hours. Um, but as of right now, I'm just playing other stuff. Especially right now, I'm playing Mr. Driller Drill Land, um, which is freaking awesome. Brian, are you a Mr. Driller guy? I feel like you. Oh yeah, like Mr. yeah. Driller. Okay, you yeah, know I, so, I I love that game. Drill I love Land, that franchise. Drill Land is the fifth game in the Mr. Driller franchise, and I don't believe that it came to the States. In fact, I know that it didn't. Um, So it was only released in Japan on the GameCube, and uh, Bandai Namco has brought a remastered edition of Drill Land to Switch on uh, in the States. And man, that is a Mr. Driller game through and through. It is so fun, and I forgot how much I love that franchise. For those of you that don't know, it's a it's a puzzle game. You you know you want to match colors, but the twist on this is that you're you're basically trying to escape from the blocks that are falling on top of you while gathering items and stuff in these mazes. And like, what a cool game! And this one especially has like a really awesome sort of uh, Mary Blair like mid '60s Disney art style that I think really really works for the franchise. And uh, this game kind of kind of released um, sort of in secret. Like, yeah. it, there wasn't a lot of fanfare. There wasn't a lot of like pre-release to it. It was just like, oh hey, this you know long lost Mr. Driller game is now available on Switch. And uh, it's a little expensive. It's thirty dollars, twenty nine ninety nine, which is um, a bit much for a, an eighteen year old game. Um, but if you're a Mr. Driller fan and you didn't have an opportunity to play this, it is so awesome. There are so many different game modes. It looks great, and the music like absolutely slaps. It's a very very cool game. And there is a there's a demo available if you want to find oh, out nice. if you like That's it or cool. not. Yeah, I just remember playing Mr. Drill on the Dreamcast back in the day. Yeah. Man, when my mom got me yeah. a Dreamcast, I was like, "Yo, look at this!" Like, <laughs> I thought it was. Yeah, I got into it on the Dreamcast, and I played on the the DS also. I think there was one that launched like pretty early mm-hmm. on on the on the DS that that I got really into. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite puzzle franchises. Um, part, partially inspired by like the amount of Picross that I was playing. It was just like, oh, great. There's another puzzle game to play. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. Mr. Driller gets uh, two thumbs, two thumbs up for me. Highest recommendations. Cool. Thanks, Zach. Mm-hmm. Brian, what have you been playing? Uh, more Clubhouse games. I'm like cool. super hooked on that. Nice. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like I really, really dig it. Um, it's 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 become like a really sort of chill way to wind down after we've just been we just wrapped up this IGN summer of gaming thing. And it, it was a lot. And so, uh, to say the least, which is why we, we've been trying to get OJ in for like, like six weeks now. And here, here we are. We finally, finally did it. it. Work. Well, um, we kept saying after summer of gaming and then summer of gaming just kept getting longer. So, yeah. Well, luckily the summer's over now. And so, uh, and so is gaming. So I think all, we're done. All summer's, no. all summers are over now, actually. So. <laughs> summer's canceled too. Yeah, we're we're just, right. yeah, right. I mean, it is right. Summer vacation is definitely canceled. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's canceled. <laughs> yeah, man. That's super a, canceled. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, I like bowling and darts a lot in the club. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, there's, I find myself, um, it's, I'm, I'm one of those people that like, when it comes to like food, I'll pretty much try anything. I don't care like where it's from, how weird it is. Like I, I, I love to travel. I love to eat, eat different things. But when it comes to these like video game collections, I always just stick to my comfort foods. And this one I think is, it does a pretty good job of getting you out of that and nudging you to play stuff that, you don't know anything about like the, the idea of me sitting down on my Nintendo switch and playing like digital card games has never been exciting for me, but the UI in this game and the, the sort of like tutorials for everything are like so fun and personal that it, 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 
kind of encourages you to try a bunch of different stuff. But when you don't want to do that um, and you want to just like drink some beers and play some dumb games, like uh, bowling is super fun and darts is super fun and golf and like a bunch of like table tennis. So a bunch of like really fun little just sort of like the kind of things you would play at like a Dave and Buster's or something. And I don't know, I guess I miss going to arcades in a yeah, normal year. Um, I'd be shooting fast oh, yeah. travel and filming in a bunch of them, but that's not I happening. Did, so I did. I did want to ask you I a know. question, Brian, uh, when you're playing the bowling game in clubhouse, um, do you ever accidentally throw the ball behind you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who would do that? Like, so yeah, like who would do that? Like, how do you even do that? How could you? I I honestly have no idea. Somebody irresponsible, (laughs) definitely irresponsible, and can't put together like hosting stuff. Oh yeah, 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 no, for sure. No, actually, I tried to, and a pop up came up, and it said, "No, you, no one, no, no one would ever do that. (laughs) No one would do this." And in fact, if they do, um, let us know, and then we'll make sure that they don't, they don't play video games ever again, because this is (laughs) wildly irresponsible. While they were too, they didn't tell you to take a break while you're at it. It's, it said take a break. It's it said you're you're a menace <laughs> and a danger and and you need to leave. So so Brian and I both have cops come into our doors today. <laughs> That's right. That's no. right. It's, it's but they're both Reggie, so it's it's. That's fine. It's, I mean, if it's Reggie, I mean, I'm okay with that. That's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We chat about our bowling misdeeds and GameStop frauds. Oh, Reggie! Reggie's definitely throwing a bowling ball or two behind my accent. <laughs> Oh I'll just put I'll put that out there. We'll see what happens. Uh-huh. OJ, what have you been playing recently? Yeah, I'm, I've been playing. I just want to say something real quick. Brian yeah. said that you would eat any you would eat anything. All right. Yeah. So so me and you we're gonna take a we're gonna take a trip to Nigeria. There's a lot of great food. But one time we rolled up me and my uh, my aunt. We were in a car and she rolled up and she ate a like a fried maggot that was like yeah you know it's like Lion King like when they open yeah. like Akuna Matata mm-hmm. like it was like one of those and I didn't uh-huh. want to touch it. So would you eat one of those? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And, oh, absolutely. In a heartbeat. With if it, I mean, if it had like some seasoning on it, you know, like that's it like looked you, seasoned. But I did that looked disgusting. So you would eat that. I would if you if you if if you fried if you fried a maggot in it was huge too. It was like it was like this. It was, like, was it? It wasn't moving, juice. was it? It was dead. No, it was fried. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I mean, it's like in in this is very in, lightly fried. I, I, <laughs> I ate a I ate a I ate a shrimp in a restaurant with Shuhei Yoshida in Japan that was like still wiggling and like that mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. that was I like I, I I'll eat anything in Japan I love I love seafood that was that was weird like that was that's not yeah. your there's a thing in your brain that's like what no this is not ready for you yet <laughs> like, okay, okay. But, yeah. you, but but fried still but no I would up. do it I would do fried maggot with a little bit of like a little bit of old bay, you know, you know, I mean, with like just put a, hot sauce on it. That paprika. makes everything yeah. hot sauce on it. I'm good to go. I'll just I'll just stick to the Nigerian rice and chicken. <laughs> that, is that, <laughs> that, that that was my dish there. So, but um, in terms of game, sorry to go. Uh, oh, no, just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add on. I, I, had, I had to try to ask him that question. Um, games, Smash Brothers. Um, no, I want to add on to that tangent real quick. I know I was making faces about those maggots, but I have eaten. A scorpion that I caught myself. So I'm okay, just gonna put what? it out there. Really? How did you know? Yeah. How did you know it didn't have? It wasn't poisoned or whatever. I don't know. We cut off its tail and we put it in a frying pan over a campfire. Every so often, <laughs> uh, you guys are crazy. Every so often, man. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are eating what a scorpion? Well, so like, look, one mystified. I want to. I want to like, yeah, stay removed from that process. You, you, one thing you got to understand, OJ, is like every so often Casey will say something so crazy like that, 
And then you have to remind yourself, oh, right, she's from Florida. That's just yes. probably a normal Florida <laughs> thing. That I, I know so. she said some crazy things, but now that you say Florida, it all just – it's all it, just connecting. It really, now. So plot Recontextualizes twist, everything. This was in South California – not California. South Carolina during summer camp mm-hmm. where we were doing a uh, survivor-like activity where everyone had to catch their own food for the day. But oh, my God. In Florida. But yeah, but you are. But I'm from Florida. You, yeah. Yeah. No, he's no, right. You, there's no you brought the Florida there. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, you brought the Florida to survive. Earthworms. Everyone else is eating. You know. <laughs> did you guys? Did you guys read how to eat fried worms when you were kids? Yeah. It's a. <laughs> <laughs> I love how disgusted you are. <laughs> I know, I know, I didn't read that. I read Taxi Dog, and I read like normal books for kids. (laughs) It was books. It was. It was a. What about the hungry little caterpillar? It's like not how to eat them though. How to you know? I have a I have a two year old, so I've read that hungry caterpillar book a thousand times. I haven't memorized. Oh yeah. Um, but no, uh, how to eat fried worms was a book about uh, a kid who bets another kid. Uh, they, he can't eat like a fried worm every single day for a month. And, uh, he, he does it, but there's like a bunch of days where like, it's like almost midnight and he doesn't have time. He's like busy and doesn't have time to make a fried worm. So he just goes in his backyard and he gets just a raw wet worm and just eats it. And we're just being so disgusted by that. Yeah. That's it's awful. A, yeah, it's a great book. Check it out. That was my, he was my, my biggest inspiration and role model when I was a kid. I don't know what you're talking about, Brian. <laughs> Could it be me, man? Just I can't, I can't do one million, it. one million great. better ways to get protein in your body than to eat a weird wet worm. Not, yeah, on, not on the Florida Survivor Challenge in North it's- Carolina. <laughs> Gosh, like, scorpions aren't even in, aren't even insects. That's fine. <laughs> but um, OJ, what, 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 are, what are they? They're arachnids. Yeah, they're agree, agree to disagree. I guess they're spider friends. <laughs> Science I mean, that's just it. science, dog. Like, <laughs> like, look, you can disagree like all you want, but that's facts. Yeah. Like, like our own rules. I mean, I'll, you, you know what? Huh? You know what? You know what? Well, we will. Uh, we will talk to Blathers about this at the museum, and he'll mm. sort it out. And he's the guy I trust over over any of you because he's he has a degree in that. You're right. Let's go trust trust Blathers. And back on the video game note, as OJ tried to do, and then I so terribly derailed it again. OJ, what games <laughs> do you playing this week? You're good, Casey. You're cool. Um, uh, games, yeah, just Smash Brothers, Min Min. That's been what I've been playing a lot. I've been playing a lot of Xenoblade 2. Huge, huge, huge Xenoblade fan. Um, so, yeah, I've been playing a lot of that. Um, just getting towards the last part, it just keeps going. There's a lot of side quests. The side quests just keep you're playing, going. So, you're playing the second one or the first one? Definitive Edition. Okay, cool. Yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. I right. played the second one to death and back. Played Torna. Love it. I love all the I have them all. Been playing them. For a very long time. Um, so, yeah, Xenoblade's great. So much fun. I, I like, I mean, I know, Nessa, you weren't the biggest on it, but I, I love the first one. It's my favorite one um, out of mm-hmm. all of them. And then followed by Torna. Um, I play Torna pretty much every year. I play it at least once. So since oh, wow. It came out. So, yeah, I yeah. absolutely love Torna. It's a really good game. Um, but, yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition played that. Um, played a lot of Smash Brothers. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, Smash Brothers and Xenoblade. That's what I've been playing. So, nice. Good fun. Thanks, guys. So that's what everyone is playing this week. So let's move on to some very awesome questions from our audience in the question block section. Our first question comes from Alan Boone, and they ask, 
Are games too long? Does Nintendo do a good job of keeping just the right length? Or have they drifted into the too long territory with games like Breath of the Wild and Fire Emblem Three Houses? Ooh. Hmm. Interesting, because Breath of the Wild can be as short as you want it to be. That's what I would too. And the same thing about Fire Emblem Three Houses. I mean, you don't have to spend all of that time talking to people like like I did, yeah. you could finish a lot faster if you wanted to. But it's still a very long game, though. Yeah, even if it is. You, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, it, it just depends, right? I mean, I think some people think that some games are a little bit too long when it comes down to like Luigi's Mansion. Some people even felt that maybe that was a little like they were surprised wow. with how long. That's know? that's so funny that you brought that one up because I was going to use that as an example of like the perfect length of game. Like mm-hmm. I, I think like the way that that game is structured is is like so beautifully paced. Like I think that Luigi's Mansion is like the perfect length for uh, that type of game. I How think long did it take you? Did it? Because it took me like twenty, uh, like twenty something hours to beat it. Yeah, I think just over twenty hours to finish yeah. it. Yeah, I feel like that's I feel like that's a little too long for like a game like that. But on the flip side, the GameCube version of Luigi's Mansion is like four hours long, which is mm-hmm. way too short. And so, short. yeah, I think I, I think it's it's like it's good to find a sweet spot. I mean, we were we were talked about The Last of Us a little bit. That 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 game is definitely too long. Um, mm-hmm. Like I totally agree on that, and I really, really liked it. But um, yeah, I, I don't really think a like a narrative story driven game like that um, that is sort of contained uh, needs to be twenty five, thirty hours. I think, I think uh, yeah, I think that it's totally dependent on how compelling you find what you're doing in the game, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it, game length is such a subjective thing because some people want a game to be long to feel like they've justified spending their. whatever they've spent on a game. Um, Some people think that a game is too long because like we were, when we were talking about the last of us, like I was saying, like there's too many encounters. Like I loved all the story stuff, but the, the number of encounters was just too many. And I feel like it'd be a stronger game if they cut some of those stealth parts. Right. Like I think it's totally like the length of a game. You can't just, I mean, some people can just get out there and be like, video games are too long. Uh, we've all seen what happens there. But, um, no, there's just know, too I, many button inputs. It's just, yeah, exactly. It's just, <laughs> I, I think it's a totally subjective question. Like, it, it's all dependent on, on how you feel about a game. Like, I could, I think the first time that I played Breath of the Wild, it took me about 120 hours to, mm-hmm. to finish it. But I was doing everything that I could possibly do because well, I just love that game so much I didn't want it to end. You know? I was the same way. And I, I was actually like actively pushing back from finishing it because i didn't i didn't want that part of it to end i wanted an excuse Mm -hmm. to keep going back in there and i know like i i had been told like uh, you know it saves right up until the final encounter blah 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 blah. but still like my brain was like don't like there's so much in this world to see before you kind of you know close close this book for a little while um Mm -hmm. but yeah i think like it like like you guys are totally right like i've always said like video games are interesting because they're the only medium where uh people uh essentially conflate length with value and that's not something you see really for books or movies or tv shows like no one really says this this is a great book because it's really long or like you know like this this like avengers (laughs) endgame is should be more money than trolls 3 because you know it's three hours or whatever like it's it's video games are uh, you know uh, inherently much more expensive it's like six, you know usually they're, 60 bucks to get in they're but inherently mm-hmm. more expensive but i think the value that video games bring you as far as hours of entertainment is always better compared to the Definitely. value of like a movie because yeah. like you go to see a movie it's 15 20 bucks for a ticket and you get what an hour and a half of entertainment versus you spend 60 dollars and you can get upwards of 100 yeah how much they cost these days in san francisco <laughs> i know kill me oh but my gosh. <laughs> i haven't yeah. went to the movie theaters yeah, I, mean, I, mean, like, I haven't went to 
times. So man, that, that's, yeah, that, that's the well, thing about seeing a movie in San Francisco. If you pay, you know, seventeen dollars, twenty dollars for a ticket, like I wouldn't be opposed to that movie being like six hours long. That's an expensive <laughs> yeah. film. Like, yeah. Um, I, the thing is about really long games is uh, they keep me from replaying them. And that's kind of a bummer. Like there are, there are games like it's, it's one of the reasons I replay Resident Evil four so often is because I can crush you that game in like 10, 12 hours. Um, and that's, that's something I can, I can, I can do annually. Whereas I look at something like super Mario Odyssey, uh, which I really liked. Um, but it just felt, it felt like a little long. And I feel like I could, like, if I want to play a game like that, I'll just play Mario 64 again. Cause I can, I can, you know, kind of hit 70 stars and, and dip out. Um, whereas Odyssey just felt a little bit, a little bit bigger, um, a little more spread out. Well, I think that like with games like Breath of the Wild too, you know, like there's, I spent 120 hours playing that game from start to finish the first time, but I've played Mm -hmm. that game five or six times all the way through. And like, sometimes it takes me 20 hours. Sometimes it takes me 60 hours because the player agency that it gives you to complete that game in however way you want is like, obviously such a defining factor of like what makes that game work in that scalability. Whereas some open world games like the Witcher three, like you can't beat the Witcher three without spending at least 40 hours. You know what I mean? Right. Like that game as an open world game, there are still a lot of things like you can't just run to the end of that game and be like, okay, now I'm going to beat it today. You know? Like, um, yeah. yeah so I, I think like, that, that that's also something to take into consideration. I appreciate games constructed like Breath of the Wild. And I think Skyrim is kind of similar. There's almost an unlimited amount of things to do, but you could finish the actual story fairly yeah. quickly if you really wanted to. I just know that right. no one did. I don't, I, I put well, well over a hundred hours in Skyrim, for example, but I don't think I ever actually finished the story. I just yeah went around and did it's- other random stuff. Skyrim also does an interesting thing where like there are so many different paths that you can take outside of the main story. Like I've played Skyrim and just done like, Oh, I've never done the mage school quest. I'm just going to go do that. quest, And that's like a 10 hour quest line. And like, that's, you know, a totally encompassed thing where it's just like, okay, I played this, I'm done with this game for another two years. And when I come back, I'll do the thieves guild or something, you know? Right. I think that's interesting as well. So in summary, uh, Game length is subjective. We don't necessarily think that Nintendo has gotten into the too long territory. I think they have, I think Nintendo generally has a pretty good balance and none of their games seem especially bloated. So I appreciate Nintendo for that. Brian definitely thinks every Fire Emblem is too long. Yeah. Well, that's an opinion. It should all be zero minutes. (laughs) Brian, you just got to get on those tea parties. You have a daughter now. Do tea parties. Come on. I will do pizza parties before I do tea parties. I know pizza you already did are, that. It's fine. Pizza parties are <laughs> great. I like I like pizza. Can we have a pizza party when we go back in the office? Yes, yes please, please, cool. yes, please. Okay, we'll fly it. you up. Let's. I just want. I miss people, man. I drive. Miss it. We'll drive. I'm I not too far. Miss people so much. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll spend we'll spend that IGN money. Get you on a. Well, actually, you're probably safe for driving in 2020. Hey, look, yeah. man. I, I dude, that's the second bucket bucket list thing is to actually be in the IGN office. You know, this uh, is we'll great. Get, we'll get you there for sure. We'll get. Yeah, if we're ever allowed to go back, you can definitely yeah. come by. Yeah, actually, one of my bucket list items this year is to be in the IGN office. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll and- see. With that, that is about all of the time left we have for Nintendo Voice Chat IGN's Nintendo Show. But before we log off entirely, OJ, where can everyone find you online? Yeah, you can find me uh, right on YouTube, uh, Player Essence. I do streaming. I do Nintendo content, do Japanese RPG content. 
stream all the time, answer a bunch of questions, have a lot of cool interactions. Sometimes it's outside of games too. We have a lot of fun. And I want to say thanks again for having me. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Oh, dude, thanks thank for so much for us. being on. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah. It yeah, go, hop, go hop in OJ's chat when he when he streams. I I popped in there the other day and surprised him, but go show him some love. He's <laughs> put, he's working his ass off over there. It's fun. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And remember, NVC comes out every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific time on your favorite podcasting platform or YouTube.com or IGN.com. And remember, NVC is the only place you can. OJ? Get the thing. 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 <laughs> I didn't know you were going to go to me. <laughs> what does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I use my background in journalism and draw on women's life experiences to add to the conversation on topics that matter to fellow feminists like you. Now in its second season, listen to new episodes each month as we explore finding yourself through divorce, battling call-out culture, questioning our ideas about masculinity, and discovering why girls' confidence plummets in their preteens. Guests include Stephanie Kuntz, historian and author of Marriage, a History, April White, author of Divorce Colony, and Loretta Ross, professor on white supremacy and call-out culture at Smith College. Listen to Thread the Needle on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.